Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello and welcome to Calgary's podcast with Mario Tonaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Dan Bergeron, who is the president of Everbrave Branding Group in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. My pleasure. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, the company and what you guys do. Sure, yeah. Everbrave is a uh, strategic growth agency located here in Calgary. Uh, we focus on helping our clients scale up and grow their practices, really based on four primary principles of growth, uh, brand, marketing, sales, and customer experience. And we think that unlocking those four pillars with our clients and helping them optimize across that spectrum really helps them scale up their business. And tell me a, a little bit about the history of it. When did you start it? Uh, I'm presuming you started the company. Yeah, the company was actually founded not by me, but the company was founded in 1999. Oh, wow. Um, quite a few years ago in, in Red Deer, Alberta, believe it or not. Um, and I purchased the, the company in 2001 from the original founders. Um, and we uh, carried on for many years until we met another like-minded agency called uh, Squeeze Creative uh, and merged our two companies together to form Everbrave in 2015. Okay. Tell me the significance of the name Everbrave. Why was that chosen? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, Everbrave was really chosen to uh, encourage, I think, both our team internally and our clients to be courageous, uh, to not be afraid to take a chance and, and be somewhat disruptive in their thinking and, and what they do. Um, and to remember that uh, it's okay to fail. It's okay to take a chance. It's okay to make a mistake. And you can only do that if you're courageous. So Everbrave, I think, speaks you know to our core values very closely. Okay, when it comes to branding, uh, you know, it's a it's a word that a lot you know tossed around a lot these days. Uh, you know, what's your brand, et cetera? Like, uh, how would you define uh, uh, define what a brand is and, and what it means to to have a brand? It's hmm. a great question. Um, I think uh, I think Jeff Bezos kind of said it best when he said a brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. Um, you know, brand is about the way that we as organizations behave um, and we put our core values out in the universe. Um, it's the it's the attributes and the touch points and everything combined together to form an impression, ultimately, in the in the end user, the customer's you know, mind's eye um, that that is the brand. And the the symbols of the brand, the logo and the messaging and advertising and all that really are just emblems of of what the brand stands for. But brands are really you know, a shared set of values uh, that an organization puts out into the universe um, focused around their product or service. Yeah. So and what kind of things do you do to uh, facilitate that, I guess? So we work with clients um, right at the very beginning, whether they're uh, a startup or an established organization to help them understand their own DNA better. We take a fairly unique, unbiased approach to that where we can be, you know, kind of a fly on the wall um, help them really articulate in a simple way uh, who they are and what they what they mean uh, in the world and document all that. And, and ultimately, we take all that work and we translate that into some of those, those core brand assets that they might need to, to create meaningful and authentic touch points out there in the world. Do you think that it's a, even, uh, I guess, more important or critically more important these days uh, to, to be in control of, of your brand, uh, you know, especially 
you know, we have everything from like Google reviews to uh, social media to, uh, to you name it, right? Uh, where 15, 20 years ago, whatever, uh, you know, you didn't have to worry about what other people were saying about you, right? So true. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, the expansiveness of where our brand gets out there, the reach that it has, the, the control that the world has over us in a way. Um, it's is changing so quickly, and it's just you know, and you're right. In the last 15 or 20 years, it's become very, um, very much in the hands of the public, and the public is to decide what you, what you are and who your brand is. So, um, you know, what we can do is we can influence that through behavior, um, not just through messaging. You know, 25, 30 years ago, you know, whatever you put out there in the world was what people would believe. Um, nowadays, everybody's empowered to be part of the conversation, especially your customers. Um, social media is a huge influencer there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's critical to not so much try and control the brand. I think it's critical to try and control, um, the kinds of interactions and, and the, the behavior and the voice that you have out there and that it's very, you know, well art defined and articulated. And that's really the best measure of control you can have is to, to be your best self and encourage your organization to be their best self yeah. uh, out there in the public. Now, Dan, not necessarily your own clients, but uh, I'm just thinking out there, uh, you know, are there any really good examples uh, that you can think of of companies that that do it well when it comes to uh, uh, setting their brand and and telling the world about it? Yeah, I mean, there's so many great examples of of leading brands around the world. I think that, um, you know, a couple of my favorites, I mean, they're, they're probably favorites of, of a lot of people are uh, Starbucks. Um, and Apple, you know, Starbucks, I think it really wins in the sense that they've, they've really managed to dial in a, a very um, uh, strong customer experience. You know, it's not just about product. We don't always go to Starbucks because we just want the product. I mean, today we do, but um, only because of a pandemic. But I think that uh, we go there because we know we're going to be served in a unique way. And it's, it's very personal and, um, and exceptional. They've done a really nice job. I think Apple has done an incredible job uh, from a brand perspective on maintaining quality in every product in the sense that they don't really compromise um, their product quality at all and deliver consistent customer experience as well. So those are two standout brands in my mind and probably two leaders in brand value you know, worldwide as well. So a lot of it comes down, uh, as you mentioned, to the customer experience, right? And, and, and uh, not necessarily, although yeah, having the, uh, the right product is obviously a key, but but uh, if you don't have that customer experience uh, combined with that, really, it's uh, you, you can't fulfill your potential, I guess. It's almost like uh, uh, like a cult following in many ways, right? Where you have, you know, the Apples of Starbucks, uh, certain brands of Harley Davidson's uh, of, of the world. They, uh, they develop that following that that uh, right that that's, uh, uh, that people are are more than um, I guess more than just a customer right mm -hmm. yeah that's the key for the for them to do for companies yeah, absolutely absolutely I think that yeah for great brands it's about you know helping people buy into a movement you know buy into an emotional connection with their brand what it means to them um, it isn't about selling products and trans, you know just simple transactions um, you know, you mentioned Harley Davidson and what a great example. I mean, they stand for freedom. That's really what their, their core yeah. value and their core brand is all about, right? Um, not about just motorcycles and motorcycle parts. So, um, you know, people become uh, evangelistic and, and ambassadors over the brands that they love and they spread the word and they talk about it. So experience is everything uh, today.
tell me a little bit about uh, uh, your thoughts on the future. What, uh, you know, any plans for the company or what you'd like to do? Yeah, you know, I mean, Everbrave is scaling up and we are uh, really looking to um, expand our business operations into other parts of Canada, move into the United States as well. We think that what we have to offer is is very scalable and very um, uh, meaningful to organizations, you know, everywhere. Um, we're uh, we're pretty committed to to continuing to um, evolve our four core pillars and and get stronger and better at uh, the things that we do now. Uh, we know for sure that technology is a huge part of marketing and big data is a huge part of marketing. Uh, we've been in that game now for seven or eight years uh, and really trying to refine and, and build up our skill set in that area as well. So um, continuing to do what we do, continuing to be adaptable to uh, changes that are happening, um, whether whether they're economic changes that are happening because of world events or uh, or just the way business is changing. Um, you know, we're adaptable and we're agile and we're we're changing with it as it goes. Mm -hmm. What about being an entrepreneur, Dan? Uh, what do you like about it? Well, what's what's not to like about it? The uh, you know, it's a it's a thrill ride every every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you know, you've got uh, all the power to build a vision um, and really assemble an amazing team of people that help bring that vision to life and 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 build something meaningful in the world and. Um, I think you can only really do that as an entrepreneur. Um, you can, um, you know, have your have your say over the way you can influence others. You can have your say over the way your business is structured and run. Um, and you know, at the same time, you you kind of live and die by the sword and, and take a lot of chances, which is kind of fun, uh, kind of scary, kind of thrilling. It's kind of it's very fulfilling. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. What uh, is there anything you don't like about being an entrepreneur? <laughs> I don't like about it. Yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, honestly, it's uh, you know, I, I think as an entrepreneur, and I, you know, I've been doing this for a pretty long time. You always have these moments of reflection when you go, "Am I really doing the right thing with my life?" You know, boy, it would sure be easier to just work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, and those moments last, you know, a moment, and you realize that no, that would just be that would just be the opposite of everything I stand for and that I want to do. Um, you know, so it's, it's stressful. There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, kind of anxiety and stress that can come along at certain times. Um, but, you know, with enough experience, you realize you can really power through those moments and, and get out the other side and, and keep growing, keep growing and, and keep changing. So when you, uh, uh, over your uh, career and uh, uh, being an entrepreneur, um, is there anyone in particular that you've followed, uh, you know, uh, in terms of or an inspiration or any books that uh, that have been helpful for you uh, on that journey? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, some of my inspirations are a bit more uh, a bit more local. One of my one of my more uh, local, I guess, mentors, uh, peer mentors, is a gentleman by the name of Todd Miller, who's now the uh, the president and CEO of uh, Tech Canada. Um, and was my coach for many years, and it's just a, a wonderful guy, former um, CEO of, of a number of you know international companies. Um, as far as books, I mean, some of the books that have influenced me over the years, um, you know, our company is built up on the Traction ecosystem. So, uh, Traction by Gino Wickman has been an amazing transformative book to help us really dial in our business operations. Um, one of my favorite all-time books on the topic of 
creativity and ideas is a book called Made to Stick uh, by Chip Heath uh, and his brother Dan Heath. And it's just a, it's just an awesome book if you really want to kind of understand what makes people tick when it comes to um, you know making ideas sticky. So I love that book. And uh, you know, a book I read years ago that that's always stuck with me is um, Good to Great by Jim Collins. I definitely recommend that book for you know anybody who's in business or thinking of starting a business. Mm. That book's been mentioned a couple of times in uh, interviews that I've had with people. I, I must read it, I guess. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. It's a sign for me that I should read it. Uh, <laughs> How do you, um, uh, you know, uh, in this uh, topsy turvy world that we live in, everybody's busy and, uh, and going crazy. Uh, how do you uh, figure out the work life balance uh, in your own life? Uh, <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> you know, I think that um, you know, speaking of the of the current situation, um, new information comes as comes at us every day. And uh, if you have a if you have a spirit of adaptability already built in, and you know, you're not set on a certain way of being or way of doing things, yeah. it makes it a lot easier to take in change and to say, okay, well, I know my kids aren't going to school now for the next three weeks, and um, my office is closed now for the next three weeks. Um, this last 18 months has taught us so much, or maybe 15 months, has taught us so much about being adaptable yeah. that uh, you can kind of take it take it with ease now um, and just say, well, the next challenge that comes, we know we can find our way through it um, without being overly fearful of the change that's in front of you. Hmm. Well, I explore that a little bit more. What do you think you've learned uh, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, uh, through these last um, year and a bit. Well, you know, one of the uh, one of the more significant changes for many many businesses, ours included, was um, a full shift to work from home. Yeah. And you know, on on March fifteenth of twenty twenty, um, you know, around then, I think we we made the decisions that everybody could work from home. We were fortunate that we had a, a good infrastructure in place that allowed us to do that quickly. Um, you know, prior to that, I think I was pretty convinced and that I needed to really see my team, to know my team was productive, uh, to know that they could get support when they needed it. Yeah. Um, but we've proven that we don't, you know, I mean, we'd like to see our team, certainly they'd like to see each other too. Um, but we, we, yeah, we've, we've made it work. We've been able to be highly productive and effective working, uh, you know, all, all different parts of the city and around Alberta, actually. Um, so that's been a, you know, an encouraging signal to us that we can actually scale up far beyond the four walls of our office that we don't need to, you know, have a, have a seat for every human, um, necessary that we can really scale well beyond our own borders. And that, you know, that, that took some time to learn and it was uh, very valuable, um, to us as well. Uh, we've also had to learn how to manage a corporate culture online. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's been a that's been a unique challenge as well. Is how do we keep our team connected to each other? How do we have fun still together as a team? Um, and, and we've been, you know, pretty adaptable in that area. And our our team has been amazing at um, you know contributing and pitching in and uh, inspiring us uh, with different ideas on, on how to keep our culture tightly knit together. And I would say even today, we probably have a stronger culture than we had going into this this whole thing, which is kind of interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, uh, Dan, for joining us today. Thanks, Mario. It's been great. Okay, super. That was Dan Bergeron, who is the president of Everbrave Branding Group in Calgary. This has been 
Calgary's podcast with Mario Taniguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.